Hello and welcome to Connection Life Ministries podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's Word. Today's podcast is from Jim Moore, founder of Salem House of Prayer in Salem, Oregon, and Words of Encouragement with Jim Moore. Good morning, this is Jim Moore, and you are watching Words of Encouragement. And this is February, it says 6th. I'm not sure if that's right. February 6th, it's Monday morning. I think February 6th, we're going to go with that. And uh, this is episode number 597, if you can believe that, 597. So glad to have you with me here this morning. Going to be talking about a number of things. The primary thing is a prophetic dream uh, concerning X marks a spot. It's about about the Lord. So we're going to uh, go into that in just a minute. And uh, then we're going to talk about uh, how to worship God. We're going to talk about Sam Smith at the uh, Grammys the other day. We're going to talk about uh, The Chosen. We're going to talk about an earthquake in Turkey. So good morning, good morning, good morning. Come on and say hello, and we will greet you today. All right, so there's Linda and Linda. I forget, I didn't catch the last name. And my beloved Linda, love you. And then there's Robin and Heather, and an, another Linda, Linda Etherton. God bless you guys. If I missed your name, say hey. You missed my name. <laughs> All right, lots of good stuff uh, coming your way today. It's a good day, right? It's a good day to be live to be serving the Lord. Tammy Sarton, bless your heart. Love to see you always. So a lot of stuff going on. I um, want to give uh, some commentary on uh, a couple recent events, but I really want to get into the dream that I had and the word of the Lord about that. But before I do, I don't want to use up uh, my time and not uh, comment on these links because I believe the links that I've given out, I haven't been given a lot of links on words of encouragement because I've been trying to save most of those up for uh, when I do Justice for America, and I'm doing that tomorrow, and that'll be on the same time, same channel, same bat channel, yeah, and uh, so you'll want to tune in for that, we've got a lot of really good stuff there, but I did feel impressed of the Lord to give a few links today, so let me just go through them real quick, uh, number one is a very short, and I think all of these are really short, all right, so number one, Jeremiah Johnson, some of you know who he is, I believe he is one of the true prophetic uh, voices in the world today. I would I would uh, venture to say that he is a prophet. You know, there are such things as prophets and apostles and evangelists and pastors and teachers, and I believe he's a prophet. And uh, he just gave a quick little a short on uh, if a person misses a prophecy, does that make him a false prophet? And uh, you're going to want to watch it. His input, I think, is, is I don't know, I I guess I tend to share stuff that I agree with, right? Because if I were to give you a discourse on that, what he says is what pretty much what I would say. So I'll let you look at that one. Number two, uh, many of you may not know because it just happened last night. There was a major earthquake in Turkey. And then there was a small one here in New York, not here, but in New York City as well. The earthquake that happened in Turkey, I believe, was a 7.8 and uh, the official reading uh, this morning was 1,200, that I've heard as many as 1,500. It's usually the immediate death toll is far, far smaller than what it actually is. So uh, we want to be in prayer 
for those people. <clears throat> One of the things that I like to remind you of is these are people. Like that's like Captain Obvious, right? But we need to be reminded. These are not just, you know, um, stories in a headline. Hi, Heather. Hi, Debbie. Stories in a headline. They're not just, you know, oh, well, they're not anybody. You know, I strive, and I'm probably not very good at it, but I strive for feeling the way I would feel if it happened in my neighborhood. You know, something happens in our, uh, you know, way far away, and we're like, uh, you know, we care. I'm not saying we don't care, but it's not as impactful as when it happens next door. And I believe for the Lord it is. And, you know, we're not the Lord. I get that, but we're trying to be like him. Nicole, God bless you. So, Lord Jesus, I want a heart for those people. I want to pray for them like I would pray for them if maybe I knew someone and, um, and all that. So, please uh, take a moment to look at that. There are... Actually, let's take a moment to pray. Papa, we thank you for the nation of Turkey. We thank you for the work that you're doing there. We thank you, Jesus, that you love every single inhabitant of that country. And this tragedy, uh, this earthquake grieves your heart. And you are there in the midst of them reaching out for help. I pray that you'll send a massive amount of aid there to help. Uh, I pray that the grace of God will cause many to be saved during this situation, and that you will take what Satan meant for evil and turn it for good. We ask it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right. Ooh, love to pray. All right. Uh, so that's number two. And there are two uh, links to that. I think one's a video, one's a read. And then uh, I want to go, there's just two more, um, number three and number four. So uh, maybe you watched the Grammys. I'm not going to critique or criticize you if you did. I feel like it is, it is the vomit of hell. Now say, Jim, why don't you just tell us what you really mean? Okay, well, that's exactly what I do. And so the Grammys, the music industry, has turned into out-and-out -out debauchery. And now it has literally declined to the place of full-blown uh, satanic manifestation. Hi, Elizabeth. God bless you. Um, I don't want to go really deep in this uh, because I could, but let me just say this. You need to have a bigger picture view of what's happening in the world. It's not just some anomaly or just, oh, that's so crazy and they're not normally like that. No, what's happening, and please bear with me for just a second, what's happening is that the world is becoming both massively increasing in light and truth and massively increasing in darkness and deception. Light and truth, darkness and deception. It is a fact. Anybody tells you different, don't even listen to them because it is true. And you are chosen to live in this day. That's why you need to understand that, okay? We don't focus only on what the good. We don't focus only on the bad. We focus on the whole thing. We say, oh, Lord, what are you doing in the earth today? So I put these two, uh, number three and number four, down here because I believe they paint a really good picture. And, uh, of course, I try to go through and pick out the ones the Lord says. But this one is stunning. It's very short. And it's on an outlet called Disclosed. D-I-S-C-L-O-S-E. And then TV, the letters TV, Disclose TV. I think you can find it on Facebook. It's got its own channel. It's on Telegram. It's on all of these things. So you should be able to find it. I would highly recommend as a news source, all right, that you 
figure out a way to get the disclose information that from the site disclose TV, okay, coming to you because they're, they're saying stuff that very few other people are. And anyway, so Sam Smith, rising star in the music industry, uh, talked a little bit about the music industry the other day. It is, as is all things, okay? It's not all demonic and it's not all God, okay? There are people that are trying to serve the Lord and do their best to be in that industry and shine the light of Jesus, absolutely. But then there are people, I would say the vast majority of what's happening in the music industry is not of God. And then you've got stuff like this. So what you're going to see in this video is you're going to see Sam uh, Smith dressed up like the devil, plain and simple. Now, sometimes there's really two reasons that people do this. So Sam's dressed up like the devil. All these uh, girls or trans uh, guys, because Sam uh, uh, claims to be trans, he and another uh, woman slash man, who knows, uh, were, were they, they won an award for the first trans music, whatever, blah, 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 don't even care. All right. So they're out there and they're dressed up like Satan and his demons. Literally, everything's red, okay? And the name of the song is called Unholy. This is a, an absolute in-your-face blasphemous. Okay, so there's really only two basic, okay? Things can get very convoluted and complicated, but two basic reasons that people would do something like this. All right, number one, they don't believe the devil's real. That's reason number one, okay? It's a game. It's a gimmick. It's uh, I'm not. I, I'm not telling you what he believes. I'm saying here's the reasons why. Satan isn't real. You know, it's just all a made up thing. Just a bunch of crazy people. <clears throat> so it gets people's attention. We're gonna do this because it'll get us. You know, lots of you know publicity. Blah 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 blah. It is a gimmick for the people that don't believe. Okay. And then the other side to that is that they really do believe that there is a literal real. Uh, demon and devil and they worship him okay so those are extremes i understand that we don't believe it at all or we totally believe it and we we want to do it. we want to worship the enemy okay and then there is you know places in between so i don't know which is which hear me it doesn't matter which is which you are inviting demons now the other thing i'm going to say about that real quick number one stop listening to that stuff okay don't be so foolish don't think that it's okay for you to sit and enjoy it and listen to it. The Bible talks about those who take pleasure in unrighteousness. Uh, he says, knowing that those who do such things are worthy of condemnation, you not only do them, but you take pleasure in those who do them. So stop. Don't do it anymore. And for heaven's sakes, don't let your kids listen to it. Remember, you're still a parent. You still have the right. You have the responsibility before God to tell them what they can and can't do until they get of the age where they can tell themselves. All right? So first of all, don't do it. Yeah. Second of all, be aware that this is happening. This is, again, there's always been this kind of thing, but it's way, way worse than it is now. Okay. So sound the alarm, pray for these people. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say, when you watch this, it's very short. It's just like a minute long or less. At the end of their song, here's the thing that literally makes me weep. Literally. Breaks my heart. At the very end, here is the Grammy crowd, or maybe it's not the Grammy crowd. Maybe it's showing them a, at another concert. I don't know. Anyway, there are thousands of people, and you can tell by the pitch of the screams that most, most of them are young, because this is who it's touching. 
this whole woke, this whole, all of this stuff is leading our generation of children down the primrose path to hell. And I will not soft pedal that. Okay. They need the Lord more than, more than ever. But you hear them. Okay. Here's a guy. Now just think about this. Here's a guy dressed like the devil. We've got sexual perversion on the stage. We've got people literally worshiping at the very least the idea of the devil. Okay. Even if they don't believe he's real, the idea of him. Okay. And when they're done singing, the screams of adoration break out in the crowd. And I think, who are these kids who have been neglected and deceived and desensitized to such a degree that they are cheering the, the image bearer of the king of perdition, the prince of the power of the air. Okay. So, that's the bad news, okay? I'm going to give you the good news. Number four, the last link is a, a short five-minute, I think, uh, video of The Chosen. Now, I say this pretty much every time. I get so tired of people that are always looking for the wrong. They're always looking for the bad. They're always looking for some reason to say it's not of God. Really, that's an internal thing with you, is really. I understand if something is evil, you know, if... Uh, if some movie portraying Jesus, you know, had like there have been some movies in the past where Jesus is lusting or or some satanic, you know, I get that. That's, you know, some really heretical thing. I mean, of course, yeah, you want to stand. But most of these things are not that way. They may miss it here and there, you know, and of course we want to get it right, blah, blah, blah. But listen, it's it's manifesting the, the glory of Jesus in the world right now. That's all I'll say. Anyway, so this link is, I really believe that as I was viewing it, um, that the Lord witnessed to me it could be a tool of evangelism. The reason many people do not want to serve the Lord Jesus is because the enemy has sowed into them an improper view of who he really is. And I'm not saying this is the perfect view, but I feel like it's as close as anything I've seen up to this date. So, you're going to want to watch that. Can I just say it this way? Do yourself a favor and watch this. As the Lord talks to this woman, yes, there is some license that's going on. We don't know what she looks like, right? So they have to dress her in what they think she looks like. We don't know every single word of their conversation. Believe it or not, the Bible does not record every single word of their conversation. So there's some license being taken. It's okay. It's not evil. It's not dark. It's not filthy, okay? Just allow your heart to be open. And if you think of someone while you're watching this that could benefit from it, I strongly encourage you to copy the link and send it to them. All right? Because it's about a broken woman who meets the one who loves her so much that he speaks the truth to her. Amen. All right, Tammy, God bless you. All right, so let's jump into this uh, prophetic dream right now. It's a very short, and I want to give a caveat here to the best of my ability. I want to be as honest and transparent as possible here. Chad, God bless you. Nice to have you. Um, the scriptures say in the book of Acts that in the last days, men will have uh, visions and dreams. All right. So it clumps the two together. It doesn't make one greater than the other. All right. Not every dream is of the Lord. Not every vision is of the Lord. My intent is not to go deep into the description of the two, but 
Note the fact that the two were clumped together. And the only distinction that is given is the age of the people that have them. Now, that's significant. So old men dream dreams. Young men have visions. Those crisscross, okay? Young men dream dreams too. And old men have visions too, okay? The point is, a vision and a dream, I have actually forgotten which is which for many of them. I don't really remember if it was a dream or a vision. So sometimes I'll just say, I think it might have been a dream. It doesn't really matter to me because what it amounts to is, well, somebody said it this way. I heard a pastor say this. I really liked it. He was describing a vision that he had. And he said, for those of you in the congregation that are not, not believers in visions, just let's just call it a dynamic mental impression. <laughs> and that made me laugh really hard. You know, we got to soft pedal it for everybody so they can accept it, you know, whatever. Anyway, so visions, dreams, you know, lump them together. It's fine. <clears throat> All right. So this dream or vision that I had, I don't remember which, was really, really simple. And it had to do with our connecting to God on a regular basis. I know most of you are watching, if not all of you, say, I would really like to have more encounters, connections, feel close to the Lord Jesus than I do right now, okay? Like, raise your hand, right? You don't really have to do it, but you get what I'm saying. Most people that I know who are, who are true followers, disciples of Jesus, they are saved, the blood of Jesus has cleansed them, they love the Lord, they want to feel closer to God. Okay, understand this, wanting to and pursuing it are two different things, okay? You can want something and never go after it, and you're not going to get it, probably, okay? So you do have to put legs to your desire. Just know that that's important. All right, so, I, okay, I'm remembering now this was not a dream, it was a vision, okay? Because it's happened to me in church, all right. Now I'm remembering as I'm starting to say it. So I'm in, in these, uh, the Salem House of Prayer, okay? Found, Linda and I found her director of Salem House of Prayer, all right. We're no longer directors. Richard Frank is. Go, Richard. All right, so I'm up front, and I'm pacing back and forth. I don't know if it was a prayer meeting. I think it was a service, a Friday night service. I'm pacing back and forth in the front, just, just worshiping God, just worshiping the Lord, asking Him what He wants to do, so on and so on, just in the presence of God, and suddenly I go into a vision. And in a vision, I see a big X, okay? Big X, Right? And it looked to me like the kind of X, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, yeah, it, I came to this other than the Lord. Nora, God bless you. Nice to have you. Give us, um, give us an update and we'll, we'll, uh, keep praying for halfway. All right. So anyway, the, I see this X and what it looks like to me is a treasure. Like, you know, you see the map and then X marks the spot. Okay. That's what it looked like to me immediately. It looked like, I, and again, I don't know. Do those X's look different? I don't know. All I know is that's what came to me. And then I heard, and this might have been backwards. I might have heard it first or whatever. But I heard the Lord speak very, very, I'm not going to say audible because it wasn't audible, but like on the inside of me, very strong. And this is what he said. He said, X marks the spot. Okay? X marks the spot. Now, immediately, what does that say? That's like buried treasure. That's like the treasure map. And uh, what I saw after the Lord said, X, are you ready for this? X marks the spot. Is I saw that X turn into a human being. Two arms out, two legs out, head in the middle. The X 
turned into a person. And as I'm looking at that, I get knowledge from the Lord of what it means. And this is how dreams and visions work. Often, not always, often, you have impressions either while you're having it or immediately following. Now, what I began to receive revelation knowledge of was that God is looking for an X. Okay, the Bible says, and I'll read in a minute, where God says that he is looking, Jesus said, to the woman at the well, which is the link I put down, says he is looking for worshipers. Did you know that? Did you even know that God, there's not a lot of things that says he's looking for, in that phraseology anyway. He is searching for a worshiper. Pick me. Okay? Teacher at the head of the class. Looking for somebody who, who you know, wants to volunteer or whatever. Somebody in the back says, pick me, pick me. That's the way I felt. And he said, Jim, I am searching for the treasure of my heart, which is the worship of my people. And he used that cute little... So you make yourself a target. Are you listening to me? It's really important. Because you need to worship God more than you realize you do. You need to make yourself a big target. Now, oftentimes we'll go into churches and people, frankly, just look bored. Not, won't stand up, won't, won't lift their hands. All the things the Bible, I mean, it doesn't say you have to do this or this or that, but it says lift to holy hands, lift your holy hands. I know some people are really embarrassed to do that because they're more worried about what their neighbor in the pew next to them thinks than they are the God in heaven who's watching their worship, okay? Who's looking for someone to really, truly worship from their heart, okay? Are you following me? I'm going to come back to your... Uh, actually, I'm going to read Nora Singh right now because I might forget we're still hurting, but good is coming. Hopefully, Senator Ron Wyden has reached out to me to offer condolences, support, and help in any way can for halfway and the victims. It goes longer than that, but if I touch it, I'll lose my screen. So thank you, Nora. Father, we pray for the city of Halfway, a place where I once shepherded a small flock of people, that those who have gone through a great tragedy with the sudden deaths of friends and even a small child. Lord, we ask you to continue to pour consolation and the spirit of grace and supplication upon them, that they might find you, their comforter, in this difficult situation. We believe it. We, together as a small family, ask you for it now. Grace, grace, grace. Pour out grace on that city, just like someone with a big pitcher of water pouring it out over them, and let them say something has shifted in our city because of this event for good. Turn the tragedy into triumph in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Nora. Appreciate you doing that. All right. So let's get back to this. Now, why, why is this a big deal at all? Oh, that's really cute, you know. Well, first of all, I think it's kind of cool that God would use vernacular like that that would, you know, like, oh, we get that. We've seen that, you know, a hundred times. God says he is looking for someone who is making themselves a target. So oftentimes we have the misconception or a wrong perception that it's really kind of all just up to God whether or not he encounters us. I'm going to tell you that's false. Okay, now, now the Lord does have a say, right? I believe this. God wants to encounter you 
in a way, and more. let me say this, more often than you believe he does. I, I think I can guarantee that. I think I have the will of the Lord to say that. I believe God wants to encounter you in a personal way more often than you believe he does. Now, let me just say what encounter is. I'll try to bring it down to everybody's level here. So most of you have had at least one time where you've been in a church, in a worship service, or maybe you've been in your car listening to some song, Christian, whatever, and the Holy Spirit came and touched you. And you go, I remember that one time when God really came on me. That's what I would define as an encounter. Okay? It's not just about feelings, although you do feel something, right? Okay. Let's not, let's not denigrate that. So I believe the Lord wants to do that way more often than we believe he does. However, we need to believe that. We need to press into that, and we need to make ourselves a big target. Okay, so I'm going to give you some really practical things right now about encountering the Lord through worship. The Bible says we enter his gates. Are you listening to me? We enter his gates. What's a gate? It's an entry point. It's a door, right? Here's where God is. Here's where you're at. You want to go through the door to where he's, he's at, John the Beloved. In the first uh, chapter of the book of Revelation, he says, I, I heard a noise, I heard a sound, I heard a voice, I looked up, and uh, there's a door, a door, a gate, okay, standing open in heaven saying, come up. The invitation is already there. Sometimes we just don't think too much about it, okay? No condemnation, we just don't. We get busy, you know, you know, you know, all right. But you want to encounter him, and the number one way, the fastest way I know the way to enter his gates is with thanksgiving. We enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts. That's progressive. That means you go a little bit further in through praise. You want to know the simplest worship there is? It's just three words. I love you. And the other three words, okay, right next to that, thank you, God. Thanksgiving, adoration, you don't have to get the words right. Are you listening to me? You don't have to be some orator that, you know, you give the Lord all the flowery speech and everyone's listening to you and my, aren't they worshiping? No, no, no. He's not even looking for that. He's not. Now, if it happens to come out fancy and articulate, great. If that's who you are, I mean, great. But he's looking for your heart. That's why I love you. I praise you. I worship you. Thank you so much, God. I believe you. Okay. Because worship is basically agreeing with who God says he is. I'm going to say this real quick. I'm not going to go deep in this because I could go off on a huge tangent. But anything you agree with, you empower. Period. You agree with it, you empower it. You agree with the lie, you make it stronger. You agree with the truth, you make it stronger. Worship is agreeing with who God says he is. Lord, you are my healer. Yes, Lord, you are my provider. You're Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You're Jehovah Nissi, my banner. You're Jehovah Sidkenu. You're Je you're, you are the great intercessor. Jesus, you are the one who loves you. You're my judge. You're my bridegroom. That's worship is agreeing with God. And when you agree with him and give him worship in that way, Audibly. I'm going to say audibly. I know you can do it quiet, but I think our nature is to not want to open our mouths, okay, for a number of reasons. So 
I'm going to tell you, go for the audible, okay? <laughs> when you worship and you agree with them, here's the next thing that happens. It builds faith in you. You come into the presence of God. You have his attention, right? Okay, you have his attention. You're making yourself X marks the spot, making yourself a big target. He is looking for worshipers. The next thing that happens after coming into his presence, okay, worship is agreeing with who, everybody say who, God says he is. Healer, provider, lover, judge, whatever, all of it. Not, not just the one you like, okay? Not just the one you like, all of it, okay? So worship is agreeing with who, who, who God says he is. That's worship. Because he's already told us who he is. I said I wasn't going to go deep, but I am anyway. <laughs> Holy Spirit, have your way. So worship is agreeing with who God says he is. Part two, intercession is agreeing with what, who and what, what God says he will do. Boy, if you needed to ever write something down, this is something you ought to put on your wall somewhere. Worship is agreeing with who God says he is. Intercession is agreeing with what God says he will do. And you know what? When you worship him, it builds your faith. Lord, you're healer. Lord, you're healer. I believe you that you're healer. I thank you that you're healing. And you're quoting scriptures. I am the Lord that healeth thee and so on and so on and so on. All of a sudden now, you have faith. For what? For the thing you were worshiping about. You were worshiping about healing, okay, or salvation or deliverance or whatever. And then the next thing that leads into this is why, are you listening? In heaven, there is both a harp and a bowl. And we're, we're told the bowl is the intercession. The harp, obviously, worship. You see, they go together. That's why they are together in heaven. Okay. X marks the spot. You need to encounter him. You don't just need to go and tell him everything you want. That's important too, okay? <clears throat> I'm going to give you a few really practical things. First of all, this isn't the things that I wrote down, but I'm going to throw this one in real quick, okay? Practicality number one. Learn to present, emphasis on the word present, yourself to the Father every single day. Pause for effect. Start today. Learn to present yourself to God every day. Now, why does this matter? You've heard me say before, bears repeating. We are at a fundamental level, servants of the Lord. The Bible says we are his sheep, right? All sheep have a shepherd, okay? We are his servants. That's the fear of the Lord, okay? Have you ever read where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? Is anybody listening? Amen. Oh, oh yeah, you are, you are. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All right, if there is a beginning, then there is an end. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The end would be, I believe, very easily seen in the Bible, to love the Lord. Now, many people come to God initially out of fear. And there is a fear of the Lord that is clean, the Bible says. It's right. It's good. Okay, I came to the Lord in part, not because I knew how much he loved me, although that was a, that was a big part of it. 
But that was not near as much as it is now. Back then, I knew I was on my way to hell. Okay, and nobody came along and patted me on the back and said, hey, don't worry about that, that's not a big deal. I knew it was a big deal, and the Lord made it real to me that if I were to die in my state, I would be going into a Christless eternity. That was a big deal to me. It's part of why I cried out to him. That's the fear of the Lord. That's a good thing, okay? But that's supposed to lead us somewhere. So, foundationally, that's service. Serving the Lord, are you listening now? Serving the Lord is not the end. It's more like the beginning. It, all right, listen close so you don't, you don't get mixed up. Serving the Lord never goes away. Jesus said, I, the Son of Man, came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He says, I'm not here to be served by everybody, although he deserved it. He says, I'm here to serve them. Why? Because he wanted to lead by example. And what? We all want to be great in the kingdom, right? Cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. Yeah, shake nations. But what did he say? He that would be greatest among you, let him be the greatest servant. Let him be the servant of all. Okay? Washed feet, blah, blah, blah. You, you know it all, okay? So, what am I saying? I'm saying present yourself to the Lord as a servant every day. Now, go on from there. As a friend, right? I no longer call you servants, but call you friend. That doesn't mean we stop being servants. He's just calling us something a little higher up. Do you get that? Because that confuses some people. Oh, I'm not a servant. I'm not a servant. He said he didn't call me a servant. He didn't say you weren't a servant. He says that's just not your title anymore. You are. You're still being a servant. You never stopped being a servant. But now I'm calling you my friends because you've come up another rung. You get what I'm saying? And there's more rungs to go up. He calls us kings and priests, right? Okay, so... But why am I saying this? What does this have to do with X marks the spot? Because you need to come before the Lord, and I'm trying, okay? Nothing that I preach, I do perfectly. I want you to know that, okay? I do not want you to think, well, Jim's, Jim does everything right. No, he doesn't. Ask my wife, okay? <laughs> but I'm trying. All right, presenting yourself before the Lord. Here I am, Lord Jesus. You're the Lord. Father God, you are God. I am your servant of all, everything else. The, the foundation of my life is I want to... I am here not to give you commands, but I'm here for you to give me commands. What would you have me to do today? How would you... In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then, if you don't do it, you may not get it. He will direct your path. I've been doing some uh, carpentry, which I've never done before. I am like the most or have been the most unskilled person in the world, okay? Here's a hammer, here's a nail, here's a piece of wood. That's about it. But that scripture, then I don't think I've even shared this with my family, but the scripture that most often has come to me as I have entered into, because I'm on the farm right now, there's a ton of stuff to be done, okay? And I'm the guy that, at least in part, you know, I'm here and I want to I wanna serve, right? But the scripture that comes to me, would say, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. So I'd be out there. I have a project to do. I have no idea how to do it. Yes, there's YouTube. That's great. I acknowledge YouTube. All right. But the Lord, he is what? What's the Lord? Okay. He's, he's, he's probably a lot of things. Okay. I believe to the cops, he can be a cop. To the politician, he can be a politician. To the bricklayer, he can be a bricklayer. To the mom, he can be a mom. Oh, no, that's heresy. To the dad, he can be a dad. Okay. To the carpenter, he could be a carpenter. Just because that's the only that's the only trade that he said to, doesn't mean he can't identify with the rest. 
So I'm like, Jesus, hey, Gabby. Hope you're feeling better when you're praying. Um, so it's like you're a carpenter. So in all my ways, I acknowledge him and he directs my path. Now, what does that have to do with X marks the spot? Make yourself a big target, okay? I'm going to go into that. Because when you acknowledge him, many times we miss the resources of heaven because we are simply not going after them. If God says, hey, X marks the spot. I'm searching for treasure. You know, we do treasure hunts, right? Where we look for people's, you know, destiny and blah, blah, blah. That's that's ought to do more of that. It's great. hundred percent. Do you know God is looking for treasure too? He's looking for treasure in you. Do you know what he wants? It says it. How about if we read it? Okay. Let's read it real quick. Don't go. Don't leave. John, uh, John chapter four. I think I forgot to put the four down. Okay. John chapter, there it is. Four, verse 21. Jesus replied, now this woman at the well, and again, I put the link down there. After you read this, we talk about it, you get the visual, it'll help. Believe me, woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. Can I say it this way? Whether it's in this church or that church, in this country or that country, in this state or that state, those things are not entirely irrelevant, but almost, okay? If you miss the internal, it doesn't matter how well you do the external. That's kind of the point. He didn't say, I don't want you to go to Jerusalem. He didn't say, uh, you can only worship the Lord here in Samaria. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, don't miss what's on the inside, okay? And this is where we, I'm going to use the F word, four-letter word, fail. <laughs> Sorry, psych. Okay, this is where we fail. It's intention. We don't fail so much in our belief system. We fail in intentionality. So let me give you an example. We go and do worship service. We go in and we plop our down on our blessed assurance and we just kind of sit there because I don't really feel like it today. And so we're just, and then we wonder why we miss out. Well, X marks the spot. God says, I'm looking for treasure. Make yourself a big target, says the Lord. Are you listening to me? That's part of what he said to me. Okay, first he said X marks the spot and the X I was seeing like on a treasure map turned into a human being. And then after that, I understood what he was saying. And then he said, make yourself a big target. How often do you make yourself a target? Let's just talk about just church. Let's not even talk about every day. Let's just talk about church. You go to church. Do you make yourself a big target? Do you stand to your feet? I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me finish the scripture. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, but we Jews know who we worship. Oh, I'm running out of time. Can I say this about Jesus, the Jew? Okay, you cannot make Jesus into an Asian. You cannot make him into a European. You cannot make him Hispanic. You cannot make him into an African. Okay, there's no black, red, yellow, or white Jesus. There's only the Jewish Jesus, period. Okay, don't you be sucked into that because it's not the truth. And you, of all things, need the truth. Jesus is a Jew, okay? He was and is. I don't think he's ever broke covenant with that, with his own ethnicity and his own nationality. Okay, that doesn't mean they're superior. 
compared to everybody else or this group or that. No, just remember, you are worshiping a Jewish Jesus. I know some people are not going to like that, but it's still the truth. All right. So he says, the Father, I'm skipping down. He said, or let me say, the time has come and now is that the Father, or excuse me, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. I'll get to that in a minute. The Father is looking, searching, seeking, King James. Okay, wrap your mind around this. God is searching. It's like a man out there with a magnifying glass. Man out there with a metal detector. Okay, man out there with a telescope, pair of binoculars. God is searching. It says his eyes roam to and fro across the earth, searching for someone. In this verse, it says he's searching. Well, really, he's searching for you and me. But he's not just searching for your obedience or your going to church, although you don't want to stop doing that. Trust me, you don't want to stop doing that, no matter what. And I mean, if you're, unless you're an invalid and you can't get out of bed, you should go to church, period. But that's, ultimately, that's not the big win for him. The treasure that he's looking for, and you're making yourself a big X, is that your heart is engaged with his heart, and then he flows back to you, and you flow out to him, and he flows out to you. That's, are you listening to me? Okay, can I lean in and make my head big? All right. That's life. He is the life giver. And worship is one of the primary ways you get life. Why don't you and I do it more? I don't know. <laughs> make yourself a big X. All right. I got to get down to the end. So let me give you, and this is at the top of the description box right under the title, um, here's the rules of engagement. Okay. You want to engage with the Lord. Raise your hand. Say me, me, pick me. I want to engage with the Lord. Now he wants to engage with you. Okay. If you were to walk through that door right now, you're all going away. I might turn the camera. Who knows? I don't know. But I guarantee you, if he made the effort to come to me, I drop everything. You know what? That's problematic because once it's all on his shoulder, are you listening? Hi, Dana. Once it's all on his shoulders, it stays there. Because that's who we are. We look for the quickest way, the easiest way, the way that costs the least. That's our human nature. And it, that is the truth. If he walked through the door, and I put all of it on him, and it's my expectation that he's going to be the one who engages, who initiates. And he is always initiating the engagement, for sure. But if it's all up to him and you have no responsibility, then that's going to literally produce a lazy kind of a spirit in you. Okay? So here's the rules of engagement. I'm just going to give you three quick, and these are practical. These are not like rules. Rules is, yeah, I know we hate the rules. Oh, no. Anyway, really practical. Okay, so see yourself in church. Okay? See yourself in church. Visualize yourself in church. Okay, three things that will help you encounter the Lord more consistently. Okay, three things. Are you ready? Number one, engage. I want you to think of what I'm saying. Turn your stupid phone off. 
Nobody's going to die, okay? At the very least, silence. I mean, at least do what you do in the movies, right? At least have enough. Okay, this helps you. This is not just about how it affects other people around. I say turn it off so you're not even tempted, okay? All right. And that's not the rule. I'm just saying engage. Whatever helps you engage. Now, maybe it's hard for you to stand up, but you can know how to mentally engage with the Lord and spiritually, okay, engage. Engage means stand on your feet. I would recommend you doing that if you can. I know not everybody can. Okay, stand, kneel. I think sitting down, although I've done thousands of hours of sitting before the Lord in the prayer room at the house prayer. I have, so I'm a big believer in that, okay? <laughs> I don't have time to tell you a, dream, or a vision I had where the Lord told me, he said, come, sit, stay, like a dog. One of these days I'll go into that, okay? Engage, rule number one. Think about it. What am I here to do? I'm not here to be, you know how easy it is to slip into entertainment mode? And then frankly, we don't always make it so easy on everybody because we got all this stuff going on that really doesn't, I don't think it helps that much for to engage. It helps engage in what's going on on the platform. You're there to engage the king, okay? Engage, think about engaging, okay? Write these three things on your hand. So I just have a struggle. Okay, well then do something you haven't done before. Write them on your hand. Okay, number one, engage. What does it mean to engage? It means I'm going to think about you. I'm going to push aside the distractions. Um, my beloved Linda is always saying she likes to sit kind of up front, even though there's something in us that always wants to go to the back. I don't know. Anyway, so often she likes to go up front because then she's not seeing all the other people that are behind her. You sit in the back, all, you know, you got all these. Yeah. Anyway. Find what works for you to engage with. You're engaging, can I say it this way? It's not heresy. You're engaging with a person. Okay, God's not a mist. Okay, he's not a glowing light. He's not a puffy cloud. He can appear any way he wants. Of course he can. He is a person, okay? You are about to engage with a person. If my wife, if I was all everywhere and looking at my phone and whatever, when she's wanting to engage with me, I would be in trouble, okay? This, these are things we need to think about. I'm talking about the Father is looking for you. You want to make yourself a big target, okay? So think about, okay, I'm about to take the next 45 minutes, half hour, 30 seconds, however long your worship service is. If it's 30 seconds, you should leave that church. I'm telling you right now, Okay? I'm going to engage with the Lord. I'm going to do my best not to be distracted. That leads me to number two. So stand, kneel, lift your hands, walk back and forth, whatever helps you engage. This is not, you're not just sitting here waiting for this, the worship service to get over. Okay, Jim, you're done with that. Number two, focus. This, this flows naturally right out of point number one. When we meditate on scriptures in the house of prayer, we do this thing called read it, write it, sing it, say it, pray it. Five ways to engage in the scripture in order to slow down and receive. Okay, the way we receive is we minister unto the Lord. Maybe I'll do uh, meditation 101 one of these days, but we're talking about worship. Okay. 
The way we do this is slow. We, we minister to the Lord and out of that. Now, listen, ministering to the Lord is like a lost art. When you ask people, hey, what's it mean to minister? To, you know, in the book of Acts, that what did it say? They fasted and prayed and what? Are you listening? They fasted and prayed and, ready? Ministered to the Lord, not to each other, not the, the, the shepherd to the sheep, not the girl to her girlfriend, you know, or the guy to his work buddies. No, no, no. Ministering to the Lord. Well, wait a minute. That's, you know, God doesn't need to be ministered to, right? See, there's where you're wrong. And there's where we miss out. Do you know that the Lord is waiting to be ministered to by you? That's what we do when we worship. All right, anyway, we're there to engage with the God-man, with Papa God. Think of as a person. We're not there to just feel good, okay? And this is number three. It's the third practicality. So, engage, be intentional, focus, eliminate distractions as much as you can. I know it's hard sometimes, okay? And number three, don't. So the first two are do's. Do engage, do focus. Number three is don't. Don't, this is big, chase your feelings. Now, I believe in feelings. You know what? God believes in feelings. You know how I know that? Because he made them. <laughs> okay. Sometimes this stuff comes through the body of Christ and I think, where are we? Do we just hang up our, our intelligence? You know, I get it. Some stuff sounds really right. And it's just, you know, we just, whatever. God, it, God made emotions. God made feelings. He likes it when you feel good. He doesn't like it when you feel bad, unless you're repenting, you know, whatever, whatever. He, oh, okay. God has not sanitized himself from emotions. Emotions don't rule him, but he definitely has them. And he has them, are you ready for this? Way more than you do. He, he has the feelings of love and anger and mercy and compassion and sorrow way more than any human being does. So don't like try to dissect those away from him or yourself, okay? But when it comes to worship, you're not pursuing feelings. You're pursuing a person. Seek, that's pursuit, my, God says, face. Those are three very powerful words. Pursue, my, I'm a person, face. It's interesting that the Hebrew word for face is panim. It's, exact, it's the same word for presence. The presence of the Lord came. The face of the Lord came. Look it up. It's panim. It's fascinating. Why? Because when you get in God's face, you're in his presence. So let's, um, let's recap real quick. I'll let you go. Carmen, God bless you. Engage on purpose. Worship on purpose. Okay? On purpose. Don't just sit back and fold your arms and look around and wonder and, and that maybe God will, you know, assault you today or maybe not. Don't do that. What if it really is up to you? What if it really, what if the ball is really in your court and you're missing out because you're not doing anything on purpose? Okay? Engage. Go with the attitude. Before you ever walk out, I'm going to come engage with the Lord. Number two, focus. Do your best to eliminate the distractions because your mind does this. I actually, um, I don't know if I'm a little ADD or what, but hi, Aria, God bless you. But I get distracted super easy. You can tell by the way I talk. I mean, yeah, always. Anyway, and the number three, you're not chasing after a feeling. Now, listen to me. I want to be clear about this. Normally, 
Normally, when you encounter the Lord, it is accompanied by a feeling. Now, I have times that my feeling, depending on how I'm encountering the Lord, if I'm encountering him over a lost soul, I typically feel what he feels. I don't want to sound like I'm all that in a bag of chips. I'm just saying, I, I think I feel his heart. That's why I weep. I'm not weeping because of human compassion. He's the one that's compassionate. Friend, listen, he cares more about your loved ones than you do. Write it down. It's the truth. Okay? Or laughter or, you know, and we're not trying to create these things. We're, we're pursuing a man. Okay? I say a man because I want you to be able to identify a person. Okay? God is more of a person than you are. He is spirit. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm not going to go down that road right now because I'm out of time. Seek my face, he said, okay? The feelings mostly will come. Most of the time they will. Now you might go through a long time where you don't experience that. Don't give up, okay? Don't quit. That would be number four, but I didn't put that down. Don't quit. Don't just assume, okay, that I've made myself a big target. I'm coming into a gauge with the Lord. I'm singing not just amazing grace, how sweet the sound of Savior, wretch like me, Johnny, be quiet. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's so easy. And we do that. We, you know, one of the reasons we're called to sing a new song that we make up ourselves is because it's more real. Okay? It's fine to sing all the old songs, but try to try to sing them from your heart. All right, you get what I'm saying. Engage with the Lord, focus, okay? And don't quit. Just because you come in and you go through those things and you're doing your best and you don't feel like you really encountered the Lord. It's okay. It really is okay. Sometimes it takes a while. It did for me. <clears throat> but if you want him more than you want just the feeling of him, if you want to engage with him, if you want to get face to face, he wants that too. And he may make you wait a little bit, but he will do it. All right? Hey, God bless you guys. I love you so much. I need to go. My time's up. So pray. It looks like the internet held today. Hallelujah. I'm going to do my best to download it onto Fate or uh, YouTube and Rumble. So hopefully you can share it through those venues if you want. So God bless you guys. Thanks for all of you who prayed for us during our ice apocalypse. We made it. We survived. Amen. So listen, I like to say it at the end because I mean it. Make a choice today. Give yourself permission to have a great day. God bless. Mm -hmm.